Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. The sun is shining. The sky is bluing. The birds are chirping. I mean, I'm not sure the vibes have ever been better than they are right now. And no, I am not talking about Southern California. I'm talking about the district. I'm talking about the DMV. I'm talking about Washington, D.C. Really? I'm talking about Commander's Nation. And I've got no idea what the actual weather is in the district right now, but I know this. All Commander fan can see is sunshine and rainbows. In fact, double rainbows. Incredible. Whoa. Whoa. Commander fan, whoa, my God, oh, oh, you're free, you're finally free, Commander fan, woo, why, it is officially the first morning in 24 years that Dan Snyder is not the owner of the Commanders, which means it is officially the best morning in 24 years for Commander Fan. It also means, I mean, listen to this guy. He can't even contain himself. It's like he saw eight rainbows. It also means it is one of the single worst stretches of team ownership in the history of American sports officially coming to an end. 24 years, 27 starting quarterbacks, and the same number of federal investigations as divisional titles. 24 years ago, the commanders were first in NFL attendance. Last season, dead last. This dude ran that franchise right into the ground. I could easily spend the rest of the hour, if not program or weekend, listing all the ways in which this dude cratered this legacy NFL franchise. But I don't have to because he was so horrendous that absolutely everybody already knows just how horrendous he really was. So instead... Why don't I just replay the sweet sounds of the greatest moment in Washington football since Joe Gibbs and Mark Rippon ripped Super Bowl 26? Here is how the big moment sounded live on 1067 The Fan, who actually hosted a gigantic party to celebrate the news. And we got breaking news right now. Here we go! Here we go! Live at Old Ox Brewery. A monumental Washington day, Adam Schefter tweets. NFL owners now have unanimously approved the $6.05 billion sale of the Washington Commanders from Dan Snyder to a group led by Josh Harris, per a league source. Ladies and gentlemen of the nation's capital and the DMV, your football team is yours again. Josh Harris is the new owner of the Washington Commanders. Dan Snyder's run is over. 
I love how Jim Zorn crashed that party. Hip hip hooray! Hip hip hooray! I mean, why not just run a parade through town right now? Like a championship parade. Just how hyped they are. Yes, they really did throw a giant commander's sale party. Just so everybody could come together and enjoy that epic moment as one. And the craziest part is, that wasn't even the craziest part of the show. The craziest part of the show is when the new owner, Josh Harris, called in and did this. It's a great day for Washington football, and I'm ready to get to work. I'm heading your way. I want to get back to Washington, my hometown, and celebrate with you guys. And let's get started by me buying everyone in the brewery and in the bullpen a beer. Can I do that? Let's go! Oh, come on. Are you kidding? <laughs> I love that. That's a good start. Yes, sir, you may. That's an anti-Dan Snyder move. Extremely well said. That is an anti-Dan Snyder move. Dan Snyder would have been like, all right. Every one of you in that brewery, buy me a beer. Y'all owe me a cover charge and a beer. That was an anti-Dan Snyder move. I can't think of a more anti-Dan Snyder move. What could possibly be more anti-Snyder than that? It took this dude, Josh Harris, like two minutes to do more for the Commander fans than Snyder ever did. And all he did was pick up the phone and offer to buy every one of them a beer. Already, he's a better owner than Snyder ever was. Just by picking up the phone and calling a local station and offering to buy everybody a beer. Now, granted, he did have the lowest bar ever to clear for any owner. But he already cleared it. Just by walking in and stepping over it. I've got no idea how his ownership is going to go. But here's what I do know. It's one, already better than Snyder ever was, and he's owned the team five minutes. And two, he couldn't possibly be any worse than Snyder because it's not possible to be worse than Snyder. But remember, Commander Fan doesn't just get Josh Harris in this deal. There is way more to it. It gets better. Not only do they get Josh Harris, they get Irv. That's right. Magic Johnson is part of the Harris ownership group, which is really a win for all of us because now Irv's incredible Twitter brand is expanding to the NFL, and I cannot wait for the tweets. I'm going to have to set up an alert on Irv's account right now just to make sure that I don't miss any of that. In fact, he popped up on the Today Show this morning with even more promising news for a Commander fan. And that news is there's a potential franchise name change on the table. Am I right, Irv? We're going to spend this year understanding what we have in place. And then uh, I'm sure that that'll come up. The commanders, the name of the team will come up eventually. But right now, we got enough work to do and that will keep us busy. I can't believe it. Zorn is everywhere. So now he's at the Today Show, too. How does this guy get to so many places? Anyway, you know what? They should change that name. They should change that name in part because Commanders is really stupid. It's a dumb name. But really, 
they should change it because Dan Snyder chose it. It doesn't really matter what the name is. If the Dan picked it, it's got to go. That really should go for everything. In fact, they need to comb through the facilities and burn every single thing that that dude touched. Burn it all. Burning. Because Dan Snyder was not just a terrible owner of a football team and a loser. He was also a creep and a crook, which is why he owes the Shield 60 mil on the way out the door. They seriously ding this guy a $60 million fine after an independent investigation found that he had sexually harassed an employee and underreported revenues among many other things. I mean, how do I say this? Scumbag? Bad dude. Which means he was essentially stealing from the league and even worse, sexually harassing his employees as well. Hope that was all worth it, Dan. Hope it was all worth it. Hope you had fun turning an NFL franchise into your pathetic creepy little kingdom for two decades because for the rest of time your reputation is going to be as your legacy as a creep a loser and a crook and one of the single worst things to ever happen to the nfl and the single worst thing to ever happen to washington dc sports enjoy that legacy jackass And don't try to run up in here and tell me that he gets the last laugh because he gets six bill. Don't try to tell me that $60 million is walk around money for that guy and only 1% of that six bill. Listen, 60 mil is still 60 mil. And that six bill isn't as valuable to Dan as it would be to almost anybody else because he can't use any of that six bill to get the thing that he wants most, that football team back. That's what he wants. He said he would never sell that team. That was that dude's entire identity. That's what that guy was all about, which is why the only last laugh is going to go to Commander Fan himself or herself. Yuck it up, DMV. Hip, hip, hooray. Party, hearty. Enjoy this day. Enjoy the entire weekend. Enjoy the entire season. Hell, enjoy the rest of your time without Dan Snyder. And by the way, you're not done yet, Dan. They're not done with you. You may get your money going out the door, but there are lots of people that have lots of issues with you still yet. They're not done with you, dude. But for Commander Fan, the long nightmare is finally over. And finally, you can get better from here. Hip, hip, hooray. I'm happy for you. Dan Snyder's run is over. Hip, hip, hooray. And by the way, not only do you get rid of the Dan, you get the Irv. I love it. Irv is everywhere, man. Don't do what you do, clones. 
don't do what you do, clones. And by don't do what you do, do not try to wedge in some line about the team name having something to do with somebody, quote, attaining the HIV. Hip, hip, Thank you. It's not hip, 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 hip. It's hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Hip, hip, hooray. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not here for that. Hip, hip. Not hip, hip. Nothing funny about that. I'm not smiling. You can't just interchange one letter. U.S. Cellular is introducing us mode. You know, it's kind of like airplane mode, but for people. It's a way to set up your phone so it does not get in the way of people really being with each other. Block distractions. Make way for real connections. Give it a try. Visit U.S. Cellular in-store or online, and they'll help set up your phone to us mode free, even if you're not a customer. Built for superior 5G connection and real human connection, U.S. Cellular, built for us. Find out more at uscellular.com slash find us. Devontae Adams. Devontae, it's been a proverbial minute or two. It's good to have you back on the show. Devontae, how are you? It's good to be back. How you doing? Good, dude, good. It's great to have you back. So the Raider rookies reported to camp yesterday in Henderson. The rest of the roster is going to join Tuesday like, you're a pro's pro. You have your process. You know how this is done. I'm curious, what's your mindset heading into camp as you start your 10th year in the NFL? Man, same same mindset I brought in the, the last, you know, maybe five when I when I feel like I, you know, kind of had it figured out. Um, and, and I'm coming in with a champion mindset. Obviously, I've been putting – there's been a lot of deposits and put a lot into this thing so far. So, um, definitely – Open and, and um, preparing to, to have the best season yet. Devontae Adams joining us. I figured that might be the answer. What about physically? Like mentally, I know your mindset is what it is. But as you enter your 10th year, are you approaching it physically any differently than you would, say, earlier in your career when you approach camp? What's that, what's that part of it like? Yeah, I mean, you, you find out, you know, as you get older, your body, you go through different things and your body reacts a little differently to, to you know, different different injuries over time so um i think over the over the course of time um you know and with the assistance of father time i've had to put in a little bit more time in, into my body and taking care of it and making sure i'm paying a little bit more attention to the you know the little the little things to make sure that i can you know hold on and, and continue to play the way that i can play and kind of maximize this thing for the rest of my career so um you know i feel i feel blessed i feel great and um you know by the by the God's will, I haven't really dealt with anything too crazy. So um, body's feeling pretty good. Just just staying on top of all the small things so we can have a, another great one. Devontae Adams joining us. I don't know how to put this, man, but you mentioned father time. Devontae, father time is like, how do I put this? Father time is a bitch. Man, father time is undefeated. Like, what do you do? Can you beat father time? How are you dealing with father time? Because believe me, I'm dealing with father time, and father time is kicking my ass right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can you can deal with it about as good as what you what you can, but um, you know, it's gonna creep up on you at some point. Whether it's just you healing a little slower than what you usually would, or or what. But good part is, I feel like you know my body still is intact, and and all the important stuff is is still good and feeling great. 
Um, so for me, it's just, like I said, staying on top of everything. That way I don't have anything to continue to linger and kind of hinder my performance. And, um, you know, thank God I, my, my play isn't slipping. So as far as that part, the father time is, you know, I've been conquering that piece. I like that. Devontae Adams joining us. You know, part of that, of course, is quarterback play. And you know as well as anybody, chemistry between a quarterback and a WR1 is really, really important. You had that with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. You had it with Derek Carr going all the way back to your college days at Fresno State. So how do you go about developing it with Jimmy Garoppolo, especially as he recovers from injury? Um, I mean, through practice, man. That's that's really what it is. That's how I developed you know, and, and, and continue to have confidence moving forward in my career. It's all through the way that I prepare and the way that I practice every day. So, um, you know, Aaron and I didn't start off the way that we ended. Um, so it takes time, and it's definitely a process. But uh, it's something that I've bought into, and, and I'm determined to make sure that we uh, we go out there and, and do the best that we can get on the same page. That way it doesn't look any different than it has in the past. You know, it's funny what you just said, that you and Aaron did not start off the way you ended, because even Aaron said yesterday, hey, you know what, I'm different than I was back then. I think I have more patience right now. I think I've evolved. So when you say that you and he did not start off the way you ended, how did you guys start off? What was it like when you first came together with Aaron? Well, I mean, it was it was always pleasant. It was always a good time, and, and, and you know, I was able to learn a lot throughout the, the course of playing with him. So when I say it wasn't the way it started, it was not really a negative thing. It's just more of, you know, you with the the connection that we left, um, you know, each other, that that page we were on was definitely a different level than what it was to to start out. You know, you you learn each other. He starts to learn my body language on the field. I learn his. Um, starts to start to understand the way he thinks. Um, you know, his, him helping me with my recall and different things like that. I mean, the guy's like an elephant. So. Being playing playing with somebody who remembers everything, it kind of makes you train yourself to be the same type of way, which ultimately helps the connection between you guys when you when you hit the field. So that's something that only time can um, and, and repetitions can help. And you know, I'm definitely looking forward to getting that going with Jimmy. We're talking to Devontae Adams. Great conversation so far. So Devontae, what about? Derek Carr, I mean, for instance, you go back to your days with him. This is a good dude. This is a really, really good dude. He's always been a good dude. You go all the way back to your college days with him. What about that relationship? Because you made it pretty clear that you weren't really pleased when he was let go. Business is business. What was that connection like with him? And how do you think he'll do with the Saints? I think Derek will go and and have a a great season and and continue to do great things that he's done. I mean, he's he's put together a hell of a resume as, as it is. Um, you know, I'm sure he would have loved to play and have a more pleasant experience on his uh, on his way out of, of Vegas. But um, you know, it's it's a part of the game, so it's, it definitely wasn't excited to to hear the news that he wasn't going to be with us moving forward. But you know, like I said, it's a part of the game. It's something that you got to kind of get used to and and um, and learn to to adapt. We're talking to Devontae Adams. He is at a food bank. I'm going to ask you about that, Devontae, in one minute. You know, you mentioned a part of the game. Another part of the game, and it's a strange part of the game, but of late, the running back part of the game has become more and more devalued. We know this. It's a topic every single day. I'm curious, like Josh Jacobs had an unbelievable year last year. He wants to be a Raider. He's made it very clear. He told me he wanted to be a Raider for life. There was a report that he and Max Crosby were sitting in a car outside the facility waiting to sign a contract. That's how badly he wants to be there, and it didn't happen. I'm curious, have you spoken to him? Like, What's his mindset like, and how important is he to your offense? Um, I mean, his, his mindset is, you know exactly what it should be. He's he's trying to 
um, make his his worth realized. And it's it's tough when you're playing that position because historically, you know, they 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 don't get taken care of the way that they should. So um, he's in a tough position because he did what he had to do on the field, and to be in a position now where he's going back and forth trying to figure it out. It's not where he wants to be, but um, it's something that I've been trying to coach him through and, and something that I've been through um, a few times now. Um, so just trying to keep his mind as, as clear as possible and as positive as possible because we obviously, if we're trying to win the Super Bowl, we're going to need that guy. So um, I'm trying to keep his mind and let him know I understand where he's coming from, but also kind of train his mind to, to um, be in a good place so that you know ultimately and hopefully we can, we can find a way to, to have him back. Devontae Adams, my guest. Let me ask you this. I had a conversation with Patrick Sertan back in May. Obviously, one of the bright young talents in the NFL. He was telling me how much he covets competing against you because it brings out the very best in his game. He has to level up. You, When, when you look back on your career, who are some of the corners that you have respected the most that have brought out the best in you and your game? Well, first off, I mean, I'll, I'll give credit where it's due and that young man, you know, obviously in the heat of the the games and stuff, and I, I said some stuff after the game about him him not being there yet, and you know, more just some trash talk stuff after after making you know a big play. But um, if I had to, if I had to say, I mean, between him and 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 Jair Alexander, those are the two best corners in the league in my opinion. So he's a he's a hell of a young player, and I mean, only up for him, and and he made a few plays on me the first time we went against each other where. Um, you know, I've been seeing that type of footwork and that type of play out of a young guy. So I got a lot of respect for his game as well. Um, and um, sorry, I forgot your uh, your last part of that question. Just some of the guys you look back on over your career oh, yeah, over the yeah. past 10 years, the guys you respected the most that brought out the best in you. I would say um, I actually just got to play up at the, the American Century um, tournament with this guy. But Patrick Peterson, I always had him as um, either 1A, one, 1B, one one my most difficult covers, um, you know, when I was kind of coming into it. I got him him up there, um, Revis, who I didn't really get to go against much in my rookie year in that game, but um, saw him a little bit, so I had a lot of respect for him, and I knew playing against him I had to pick it up. And um, who else? Uh, you know, obviously Richard Sherman in his prime. I mean, he was he was a hell of a player in the keep to lead. Those are, those are probably the top guys that I would say. Anytime I had them, I had to make sure I brought my lunch bill. I appreciate that. Dominant on the field and as always active off it, you're an ambassador for Project Food Box, which distributes fresh produce directly from farmers to people in need. Why is this particular cause so personal to you, and what are you doing today at the Three Squares Food Bank in Las Vegas? Yeah, well, it's, it's important to me, and like I, I've, I've said before, it's, it's an organic relationship because – it's something where it kind of hits home to me. Um, you know, me being where I'm from, we didn't have as much, and I didn't have these type of resources and access to, you know, fresh foods where, you know, if we would have something, it would be, you know, the traditional food bank where it's just like, here, you know, grab this, grab that. But these are fresh foods that are, you know, they'll be in the in the field, um, you know, the morning before, and then the next day it'll show up at your door. So you're getting the, the top-level stuff that you can you consume directly, you know, if, if that's what you wanted to do or, you know, cook with and multiple different things. So um, it's just a, a, a higher level um, and a much healthier way to, you know, take care of people. And for me, being the, as blessed as what I've been, I feel like it's my duty to, you know, look out for, for other people and, 
you know, give them better opportunities than what I had when I was in that position. And finally, Devontae, not only for you as a high-level elite athlete, but how important is it for all of us to fuel our bodies properly? I mean, you are what you eat, man. You, we've been hearing that since we were kids, and um, the the better you take care of your body, whether it's the recovery or the nutrition, um, the better off you'll feel. And just because you look good on the outside doesn't mean that it's all going great on the inside. So the better you, you take care of that, you know, and get out in front of it, the better off you'll be down uh, down the road. That's such good advice. And if our listeners, reviewers want more information, they can log on to projectfoodbox.org. That's projectfoodbox.org. Devontae, appreciate you so much. Great to get caught up. Really appreciate a great, candid conversation like that, too, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, bro. Discover credit cards do something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double all the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you have earned doubled. All the cash back from eating at your favorite restaurant doubled. All the cash back from that trip where you sort of learned to snowboard also doubled. And the best part, you don't have to do anything ridiculous to get it. Discover does it automatically. Seriously, though. See terms and check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. Since the J-E-T-S landed, Aaron Rodgers. But the vibes are still somehow as good in Gang Green Nation as they were the day that trade became official. In fact, they're better. The vibes are off the charts. And when was the last time you could ever say that about the Jets? Has there ever been a time when the New York Jets' vibes were off the charts? At least since Broadway Joe was rocking his white cleats and his minks. Has there ever been that time? So the Jets open up camp yesterday in as good a spot as they've been in well over a decade. They have Aaron. They have Quinn and Williams locked up and extended. They've got two stars on each side of the ball on rookie contracts in my dudes. And I love both these guys. I love them. Sauce Gardner I love. Garrett Wilson I love. They've got a great defense. They have zero camp holdouts. And they have finally have the pieces in place that they need to actually contend right now. And they know it. Not only do they know it, they're not shying away from it. And that part I love. Listen, I know, believe me, I've been talking about it for years. I've kind of reveled in it for years, like everybody else. The franchise has been garbage. The franchise has been a disaster. And I know they have the longest active playoff drought in pro sports. But here's the thing about me, and I have not been giving myself enough credit lately. I'm one of those people who's got a very open mind. And whereas I've cracked on this team for a long, long time, I'm also open-minded enough, sharp enough to know that I see progress. And I respect progress. I appreciate progress. Who cares? Yes, they have the longest active playoff drought in pro sports. But is the team supposed to sit around and play the part of losers because the Jets have always been losers? Does that make any sense at all? Are they supposed to act that part? Aaron is in the building. Expectations are there. Whether they embrace them or not, So they may as well embrace the hell out of them, which is exactly what they did yesterday when they all showed up for camp. The alternative is they can act like they're not there. 
They could say, you know what? Everybody's going to say what they're going to say. We can't control what people are saying and downplay the hell out of it. But they're not. And I love it. It started with Alan Lazard, who didn't beat around the bush about why he signed in New York for a Lombardi, period, full stop, end of story. And remember, this dude signed first. This dude committed to the Jets long before the Rodgers trade worked itself out, and then he had to just hope and pray that the trade worked itself out which he admitted yesterday did get a little sketchy for a few hours there, which he admitted. Aaron's here. Can you tell us truthfully how sure you were that he was going to be your quarterback when you signed here? <laughs> um, there's probably like a eight-hour period of time where I'm like, what the f***, bro? <laughs> 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 and he was like, it's going to happen. And I was just like, all right, I, you know. We obviously had a very deep conversation and um, talked about um, the possibilities of where he would go, where I would go. That is such a great quote. There was like an eight-hour period where I was like, what the bleep, bro? Alvy, one more time if you don't mind. That is Aaron, so here, good. Can you tell us how sure you were that he was going to be your quarterback when you signed here? <laughs> um, there was probably like a eight-hour period of time where I'm like, what the f***, bro? <laughs> you know what? Normally, and when athletes like, crack up the media, I think it's super lame, but that was laugh-out-loud funny. <laughs> like, that was really an amazing line. What the f***, bro? <laughs> That's not even Alvin putting in some canned laughter. Like, that really was that funny. So, I mean, it was hilarious. Lazard bets big on that situation, and now he's here to do what he came to do. Win a bleeping ring. And he's not being shy about saying it. I love it. And the energy is contagious, and it's infectious. Garrett Wilson said he definitely was not planning on talking Super Bowl on day one, but after Lazard went there, Wilson followed him in. <laughs> um... Yeah, I ain't gonna fake it. You know, that's what we play the game for. I, I play to win the game. I don't ever, I'm not gonna beat around the bush, man. We wanna win a Super Bowl. And, uh, you know, you don't make moves in the offseason like we did unless you're trying to get there. You know, that's, that's the mindset. And, and like I said, you know, we wanna have those expectations as athletes. No one wants to feel like no one's, you know, got an eye on y'all or no one expects anything out of y'all. You know, we love that. And, uh, you know, that's the, that's the mindset that we're embracing in our facility. You know, we, we know where we wanna get. And, um, you know, personally, I think it's okay to talk about it. You know, if you, if you wanna go get that or get it, Talk about it. It's cool, you know. So I love that Alan's doing it. You made it easier on me. I didn't want to say nothing, but uh, I'm glad Alan's doing it first. I'll go. I'll go next for sure. These are the Jets talking all that shh. It's incredible. Another amazing take in the entire thing, including that incredible S bomb save. The S bomb save at the end was the best bomb save since Larry Robinson caught himself right before he went. Whining little babies. You know, if you if you want to go get that or get it, talk about it. It's cool, you know. So, how about that? Met he stopped on a dime with that s bomb. That was incredible, Alvin. I want to hear that one more time. The s on a dime. If you want to go, 
know, if you if you want to go get that, uh, get it. You want to talk, talk about, about it? It's cool, you know. So, best save since the legend Larry Robinson and all the whining little babies. So good. I mean, I you have to think that maybe that was the inspiration for some of Tort's great work. John Tortorella, Larry Robinson, the great, great defenseman. Anyway, like, if you want to get that, get it. Talk about it. It's cool. Exactly, dude. Could not agree more. I love these guys. They're all about it. Even Robert Receipts Sala is embracing hard knocks now. Even the red ass, the hard ass head coach gets it. After months of saying he didn't want it, he showed up to day one of camp yesterday rocking an I Heart HK shirt in the style of those I Heart NY shirts. Love that, too. That's how you got to play that. That's the attitude to take, man. Embrace it all. Roll with it all. And maybe the most important thing of all that happened on one Jets drive yesterday is that Aaron not only embraced the Super Bowl talk, but he also talked about the future, as in beyond this season, as in this pretty clearly is not a one-off. This is not a one-year project in Aaron's mind. If there was any doubt about that before, there shouldn't be now. He actually said these words. In the Jets facility yesterday, quote, the Jets gave up a lot for me. So to just play one year would be a disservice. End of quote. Now, fair enough. He's 39. We'll see if there's been any slippage, any regression. We'll see what he has left. But if I'm a Jets fan, and me personally, because I'm a big Aaron guy, I love that he's already talking about this is not, you know, I'll play one. Let's take it one year at a time. He's not saying that at all. What he's saying is we got some young guys that are on their rookie deals. They gave up a lot to get me. I like this. We've got a chance to win, not just this, this year, but going forward. So all of this is so good for the Jets. And why the hell not take a few shots with a young, hungry, talented team, especially when you look great and you sound great. Check out how this guy looked yesterday. Talk, listen to what he had to say. Listen to how he said it. And look at how he looked when he said it. I feel like I've grown a lot over the years. Now, some of that is the well-documented plant medicine journeys that, I, that I've talked about. But uh, the other is perspective. As you get older, um, you see things a little bit clearer, I think. Hindsight is 2020. Try and rectify some of the... Uh, things that you did a certain way that you feel like you could have done better. Um, I think it's always important to have patience uh, in shorts and helmets, have patience the first few days of camp. Um, sometimes the patience can wear thin if it's sim- repeat mistakes, but uh, we're just uh, just building this thing right now. We want to build it the right way. And yeah, I would say maybe earlier in my career, I was uh, a little more uh, easily angered and I feel like I'm a little less triggered as I've gotten older. I love all that so much. I love the way he ended that, and I love the way he started that. My well-documented plant medicine journeys. What an incredible phrase. 
I don't know how that guy could sound any better than he does right now. I love that he owned, that he's matured, he's evolved. I love that he's not being tense or terse, that he's embracing all the expectations. I love everything about that. I've been telling all of that to my adopted Wisco fam, even though that's the last thing that they want to hear or talk about. I've been telling them how this is the most interesting team in the NFL right now. The Jets are must-watch. They're hungry. Aaron looks and sounds refreshed. He's got that chip on his shoulder, but, but, he's being patient. He's working with the younger players. None of my adopted Wisco fam wants to hear it. They keep telling me to shut my mouth. Jordan loved this. Jordan loved that. Just wait. You'll see. Aaron's washed. Aaron's faded. Yeah, I don't know about that. They're saying they looked apart and they're saying all the right things. They looked apart. Now all that's missing is the winning part. You talk like that, you got to back it up. Everything is in place. Now go win something. Embrace it all. Go get it. But you got my attention. I love the Jets. I can't believe I just said that. I've never said that. I love the Jets. You, if you want to go get that, get it. If you want to go get that, get it. Sam in D.C. Sam, it's good to have you. What's up? Romy, great day to celebrate here in the district. The albatross of Danny Boy has been lifted off this once proud franchise. And all Mr. Harris has to do is not sexually harass his employees, sue grandmothers over season tickets, and tours cheerleaders into making porno, and he'll be he'll be a that'll be a huge victory for us here in the district. Love you, Jim, and War Joe Gibbs, the best coach ever in my opinion. Three Super Bowls with three different quarterbacks. I'll take him over the mumbler any day of the week. Out. Hey, my man Sam, the love is reciprocated. Rack him. I love that. Rack him. That's a good call. That is a really good call. You know what that guy did? That guy did what I did in 10 minutes and 10 seconds. That a boy, Sam. Silk, brah. What's up, Silk? How's your summer, dude? What's up, brah? What's up, dude? So, I just spoke for the first time with Jack Savage, and I'm still alive, brah. So, I'm winning, brah. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, nice. Also, brah, you know, I've been taking inspiration from the reinvention project, and, uh, this summer, Jen Silk's paying for me to take a class that's going to allow me to add English to my history credential, brah, so I can teach more kids, brah. So I'm, I'm living the game, brah. I'm just, I'm playing with house money. Uh, no pun intended, brah. So yeah, everything's killer, bro. I hope you're doing well. Um, you know, uh, I really enjoyed the uh, Ron Say podcast. Uh, my Dodger uh, super fandom kind of came in back in, came in at the back end of the. Harvey Lopes Russell and say, um, but I really enjoyed it. Now, listen, Dave Roberts takes a lot of heat, not necessarily on this show, but he does get a lot of heat for his managerial decisions. But with the Dodger pitching woes this year, man, I really think he's probably doing one of his best jobs. Obviously, Friedman's in on that, but I'm really encouraged. Plus, we're going to get Otani, so that's pretty awesome, too. Uh, now, listen, Brad, you've been giving a lot of love to this guy, V, right? And I think it's it's been well-documented, Brad, that the SoCal clones have always been the best on the show. And I know you think you're the only native Californian, but turns out I am also, dude, uh, 714 for life. 
And uh, Z seems kind of entertaining, but he claims he's from Southern California. Now, I've lived in California my whole life, lived in Huntington Beach my whole life. I've never heard of Menifee. I think he's lying, dude. I don't think Menifee is in California. I think it's a fake city. So until uh, maybe the XR4TI can do some research and find out what's up with this, bro, but I don't think it's here, but maybe we'll get some more information on that. Now, listen, bro, um, there's some real good news. I know you're going to be stoked because you already kind of know this, so I'm pulling back the curtain a little bit. But our good buddy, Raider Mike, Got an Airbnb and HB, but he's on his way here right now. So I'm real excited for this weekend. Going to see Raider Mike, maybe some other clones. It's going to be hot. Who knows? CEO might be around. Um, so listen, I know we're supposed to meet later at Moto Mio. So I got the uh, Jen Silk got the reservation all dialed. But I got to call on my guy, Alvi, if he's willing. I'm excited for this weekend, and listen, we're going into a big weekend, so if we could sandstorm, bro, that's really going to get us started for happy hour and a glass of wine at Moto Mio later, bro. So, Alvi, I know sometimes we're on weird footing, bro, but I'd love to get a little sandstorm and blast out of here right now, bro. I'll tell you what, you yeah. know Silk's doing bro. business if he can get Alvin to do that for him. Moto Mio, right? What time? Here's the interesting thing, Silk. I don't, first of all, bro, good job. Menifee actually is a legitimate town. It actually is in the state of California. It actually is in Southern California. I don't think you teach geography, dude. Jen Silk ought to pay for a class in geography as well. I know you're just pimping the kid. But, dude, you're a smack-off champ, man. You shouldn't be hating. You don't hate Silk. That's not part of your brand. Maybe you're tweaking. Hey, now, is that true? Is Raider Mike is uh, tweaking him, not tweaking, tweaking, like you're a tweaker. So is Raider Mike in town this weekend? I did not know that. That's always good news. Because Raider WR1, Devontae Adams, will be on the show next hour. I don't know, fellas. Would I jump up in there? Let me let you know the way things are. So, Dodger Jano is still in Wisconsin. Rogues is still in Wisconsin. Jake Rome is still in Wisconsin. That leaves me solo. Me, by the way, it's been like that the entire week. I've been solo the entire week. Me and Cody, the ragdoll legend, and Sapphire, the rescue cat. Friday night, man. Like, and I've made a point of having no plans because I had to get right. Re-entry is never easy. And I did have re-entry. I come back into it. Got a lot to get done this week. A couple of pods. A couple of things off the air. Everything on the air. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been laying low. Getting it done. So it's Friday night. Would I show up for a glass of wine? No promises, bros. But Raider Mike's in town. CEO might be there. Jen Silk with the reservation. I don't know, yo. Alvin, dude. Alvin, dude. Uh, dude, I hate to give you up like that. Do you know what that dude just said to me? I'm laying this whole thing out like, all right, Friday night. DJ is not in town. The fam's not in town. I can do whatever I want. I have no plans for Friday night. You know what my plan was? Get home, work out. Have a little bit of work I still have to do. Get home, work out, get a pop, get to the backyard. 
It's a good night for me. And so I heard what Silk said was going down. So I lay this whole thing out. I'm like, Silk will be there. There you go. A little sandstorm. Throwing it back on a Friday. Flashback Friday. Bruh. Sandstorm. Brah. Brah. Silk said it. Raider Mike will be in town. The CEO might be there. Jen Silk with the reservation. I'll have a glass of wine. And then Alvin pipes in with, and I quote, Trapper won't be there. Wow, dude. I, I don't play this game. Dodger Janner does, though. If she were here, she'd be like, take it back. Take it back. Take it back. I'm like, I don't take anything back. What's that going to do? Take what back? Take it back. Take it back. Take it back. Take what back? No take backs. You can't. You can't take it back. It's been uttered. It's out there. It's in the ether. Alvin said it. What do you mean Trapper won't be there? By the way, dude, he will be there. Trapper's everywhere. I'm a made guy. He is, dude. R.I.P., bro. He'll be there. Let me tell you something, Alvy. When you and Miller are getting nice tonight, he'll be in your bedroom. Trap will bang down that door, man. Here I am. How you like me now? My man, Trapper. He'll be there. And I, and I don't want to hear it. Neither will Tony Bennett. Bennett. Wow. Can we get this thing back on track? Do you know, can I tell you something? I've been up since 3.30 a.m. handling the business of the jungle. I have. Don't you dare wreck what I've done. Tommy was in here first thing. Alvy. What the hell is going on with you today, dude? Alvy is on one today. Bennett. Alvy, you have never bumped Tony Bennett on this show before. Bro, <laughs> I know, dude. The best is yet to come. Bro, too soon. Way too soon. We badly need a break to reset. All right. Silk got us off and running, though. Somewhere V's head is about to explode, I'm sure. Hey, V, do what you do. But notice I had your back, V. See, V would already be in the rotation, except he's already on his way or in the midst of another bachelor party. This is what this guy does. He just jumps from one bachelor party to the next. Anyway, Silk's feeling it. After all, he is playing with house money, no pun intended. Brah. Brah, respect. All right, let's take a break. And away we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's going on? Welcome to the jungle. Check out the new guy. It is so good to be back. Jim Rome with you. What's going on? Hope you had a couple of great weeks. Nice to be with you. Lots to get done. Let's get at it. Looking through the glass. What do I see? There's Alvi. There's Tommy. In the back row. Cindy stepping in today. Where's Savage, man? Did he quit? I leave for two weeks and Savage is gone. Probably out killing somebody. Jack Savage. I got to get away from you. You got to get away from me. We needed it. We both needed it. And then we both appreciate each other more when I return. Am I right? That's right. And I still could not outpedal what I was shoveling down my gullet. 
That's for me. That's two for me. Way more than two, actually. Johnny King Kwakwe is my guest. I'm a little bit shocked that you're still available. Why are you still available? I'm not sure, man. That's a question for not me. It's a question for whoever makes those decisions. The thing about Hardy, my dude, there were tens of thousands of people there who love this cat. I gotta admit, man, I really, really liked it. I liked him. And I liked the band until they started playing country music. Then it was time to go. Whopper, 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 I mean, so epic. That's what a clone winning his first strap sounds like. Congrats again to the first-time champ, Mark in Boston. You're overweight. Ross, where do you come out? Like, how much do you think he has left? I don't think Vrabel can look at Jeffrey Simmons and Bayard and Derrick Henry do a full rebuild. Tennessee's trying to kind of build for the future while still being good enough to win that bad division this year. Smack-off season. Could never start too soon. I've got a stack of golden tickets. Good to have you, Aaron. What's going on? Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Aaron. Ah! In Milwaukee. What's going on, Jeff? Benny, I just think the jokes are in bad taste, and I know a thing or two about bad taste. Dave from the Lorelei, I'd like to RSVP to your watch party next year. I heard it's going to be a buffet. This is what I came back to. Fake Jeffrey Dahmer calls. I've listened to 52 of them. I love it. To be honest with you, I've stopped listening to a lot of your sports stuff and only listen to this. It's just so tough for running backs right now. I, I don't know that I would demand more money. I think I would demand a position change. I'm not going to that running back's room for who, for what? I'm talking to Andrew Brown. It is what it is. Can you decode that for me? What does he mean by that? Well, he's pissed. If they're not getting a deal now, they're never getting a deal. I would say f- you to the Giants. I'd say f- you to my teammates. Crowell and B. Prove to everybody in Denver and prove to everybody in the world that this guy is a fraud more than he is an MVP. So I have to admit the fact that I'm an alcoholic. I'm going to make a change, my man. I'll be drinking beers with the boys, with the clones, but not the way I do things anymore, bro. Penguin, he says, don't you know that you're not supposed to sign on the sweet spot? That's reserved for me. I said, listen, the way I see it, I'm one of those guys who got you into the Hall of Fame, so I'm going to sign that f- baseball wherever I want. Is he the best coach in NFL history? Are you crazy? Like, this guy does need to win, and I do think that his job is in jeopardy, but I think that we all can agree he is the greatest coach of all time, but he's not the same coach without Tom Brady. Are you crazy? Tom Herman, Tom. Van Smack, what is up? When you said 7-Eleven, I was waiting for 7-Eleven, 7-Even Backdoor Little Joe. Picked up the cash flow. Russell Wilson is looking less like a Russet and more like a... A... Dadonis? Look at, look at, he looks like a Dadonis. Look it, look it, look it, look it. Look yeah, it. I, yeah, I know, look. Oscar, we, we can see. Fat Jeff in Richmond, whose call will take up three segments, just like how he takes up three airline seats. I've been here when it was glory hole days, and I've been yeah, here. Yeah, no, we didn't was. talk about the so glory hole that. days, just the glory days. There was no mention of any hole, much less a glory hole. I want me some glory hole. Just glory days. Why doesn't Jim Rome start a two-year female jockey college. What? The abuse of hazing was so entrenched in the How much worse do you think this is going to get before it gets any better? Oh, I think it's going to get a lot worse. What happens if the Department of Justice gets involved? The state attorney general. There are Title IX issues. There are Cleary Act issues. It, it could become a real mess. We'll find out. Dan Snyder's run is over! Hooray! I'm happy for you. Hip hip. Hooray! If you want to go get that, uh, get it. Whining little babies. What the f***? Bro. <laughs> <laughs> Alvy, I'd love to get a little sandstorm and blast out of here right now, bro. Talk to Devontae Adams. He is at a food bank. 
Josh Jacobs, have you spoken to him? Like, what's his mindset like? His mindset is, you know, exactly what it should be. He's trying to make his worth realize. If we're trying to win the Super Bowl, we're going to need that guy. Freaking fog hats. Go back to the mighty 690 days. I'm an original clone, man. I'll see you tomorrow, Jimmy. I have 40. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Not the dude with the banana hammock denim speedo. You dig? Absolutely. Thank you, bro. Hey, I know. Dude, the best is yet to come. Bro, too soon. I was hoping you might bring a donkey and a clown to this last one. Bye. Capital punishers. Find me on Cameo. Good night now.